Ungefragt. Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. And uh, we are back after uh, quite long summer holidays. We were not live, I think, for like How much, Marta? Six weeks? Six weeks, yeah. Six weeks. So we are very, very happy to be back on air. And we decided to uh, start with something really awesome. It will be an awesome show because today we will be talking about, and I will call it like this, an art of matchmaking. So uh, today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, her name is Rachel Lule. Am I pronouncing this correct? Oh, yes, you are. Oh, my God, you have a beautiful radio voice. I have a huge voice, I hear. <laughs> yes, but it's it's fitting perfectly. Thank so um, we are here today with Rachel. Rachel is, and I will quote that from your LinkedIn because it really impressed me, a business developer, entrepreneur, project manager, organizational culture and strategic communication expert. Yes, I am. And on the top of that, Rachel is also a professional matchmaker. Oh, yeah. So this is extremely impressive. You sound like a real person of Renaissance. You just can do everything. <laughs> That's my funny laugh. Sorry for that. But yeah, It's totally fine. Why not? I am the kind of person who loves developing. And if I can make a change in any way, I'll make sure that I jump out and try it out. And that's partly why I'm a matchmaker, because I feel like I can really make a difference in the world of personal matchmaking. Okay, yeah. and we will actually get into that because I would like to say first, how did we meet? So how did we meet girls? Mm. We met in very nice circumstances. Oh, yes. yes, so uh, Anna and I, we have uh, gone to this uh, Let Her Thrive uh, business circle where we had lunch with other women entrepreneurs. And uh, Denisa Jedlitskova, who is a founder of Let Her Thrive, she uh, has this amazing concept where business meetings can be conducted in a completely new, interesting way. And uh, this is how we've met Rachel. Yeah. So basically, Rachel was there and uh, she was a tiny bit late. That's why I first of all remembered her. And second of all, when she came and we were sharing our stories or updates from our life in a very nice and welcoming circle of women, Rachel started to talk and I was like, my God, why is this woman not on TV? Uh, you cannot see it, guys, but uh, if you have seen the poster with a commercial for this You're radio so show, sweet, Rachel looks like a, a supermodel. That's number one. And she has a fantastic personality. And then she was also telling, yes, it's uh, it's normal. We I'm are, blushing, I'm blushing. We are, we are sugaring our guests here. But oh, yes. uh, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to have you here, because your voice was very powerful and you were talking with passion. And you have said something about matchmaking, which I think not many people know about. No. And we thought that this will be a fantastic topic for our radio show. So that's why we have invited Rachel and she said yes. And thank you so much for having me, Anna. I'm so great to be here with you and Mata. I just can't wait to talk about this interesting topic and tell you more. 
Yeah, actually, I'm also very, very uh, excited because I'm also really, really curious. But yeah? uh, Rachel, I actually have a different type of a question for you at the beginning, so our listeners can uh, know you a little bit better. Who did you want to be when you were a child? Hmm, that's a good one. I have always wanted to be, ever since I was little, I saw myself being a psychologist. Really? Yeah. And that is so weird, but now growing up more and understanding myself more and really tapping into who I really am, I kind of understand why I always saw things that way and thought, oh, it'll be so good to see it and know what to say to people and know exactly like the answers and analyze them and stuff like that. But I always wanted to be a psychologist and I think it's part of me being so relationship obsessed. I'm obsessed with understanding relationships. I'm obsessed with understanding communication and how we communicate and how we understand each other. How can we develop it? How can we make it better in every sense? So that was actually my dream since I was a kid. Do you think that it almost came true? Because not only you are a matchmaker, you are also a relationship coach. And that's quite the same genre, I would say, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of the same, but not really. Because I remember when I chose to start something different before I tapped into matchmaking. I was actually, I always thought I was going to study psychology, but I changed my mind because the more I grew up, I realized, okay, I don't want to sit in a room and listen to people's problems every day. That wouldn't give me any joy or happiness, really. Maybe I'll make a difference, but how much of a difference will I really make? So at the end of the day, I think... I help people and I'm still relationship obsessed and I get to do kind of a little bit of psychology, but in a different way. So you might say so, as you're saying. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I think it kind of fits, you know, because you wanted to work with people. You wanted to help people. You wanted to understand the relationships Mm -hmm. or relations between people. So in my opinion, this actually fits quite well. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we will actually ask you what exactly matchmaking is, I would like to tell you that we have made a little survey before Mm -hmm. the show. Yes, we did. We asked our wonderful Facebook. uh, We like to call them fans but maybe those are just random persons that answer (laughs) but uh, I would say our fans our listeners got three questions and some of them answered so the first question we asked was would you ever consider hiring a matchmaker and we have give them six different answers to choose from because Mm. you know this is the easiest way if you can vote with the Facebook reaction so we had an answer are you kidding me And that, unfortunately, was the majority of our responders. So it was 46% who were, uh, I would say, quite skeptical about this. And then uh, 31% said, actually, never thought about it, but why not? I could give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining 23% said, I am not sure what a matchmaker does. Mm. So that's why I think it would be also very nice for you to explain in more like, you know, down-to-earth terms what a matchmaker actually does. Because we also had answers yes and no. No, I did it before and it didn't work. Yes, I did it and I'm very happy. 
And we also had an answer. I'm using a matchmaker right now. No one answered those. So none of the no. people that we have actually got answers from never used a matchmaker and yeah. never tried it. And uh, actually 23% didn't even know what matchmaker does. Wow. So please tell us, like, to people from a kindergarten, so we will all understand what mm. is matchmaking. Okay, let me try to break it down. Matchmaking, I call it personal matchmaking, by the way, because it's so personal and it's one-to-one. So matchmaking is the act of a professional, an expert like myself, coming in and helping you find your life partner as someone who is single, introducing you to potential matches that match you as a human being, that match you to the core of who you are rather than what you would maybe usually go for. So that is matchmaking. It is an introduction of potential matches or candidates that actually match you. That is personal matchmaking. uh, And you said something about meeting your life partner. Yeah. So that's some heavy shit. It is heavy shit. It's it's only for the serious, for sure. If you're not serious, you don't temper with matchmaking. So so it's nothing like, uh, yeah, I would like to date a little, so I will take a matchmaker. It's more for people who are really like, okay, I'm ready to meet my life partner and this yeah. is when matchmaking should come and in, this yes? when much this is when it should definitely come into the picture okay. in my opinion i have not met anyone because usually matchmaking services are also very expensive so and it takes a lot of commitment and openness in order for you to be able to receive the right kind of help or services in a sense that they become beneficial to you so it takes a lot of you somehow that you it's kind of like being to a therapist you know whereas this time around it's more about you who are you as a person and what kind of person suits you after we've looked at you so it takes a lot and many people who are willing to go through that kind of process really have to be in a stage of their lives whereby they're done with the games and they want someone to settle down with someone to love and someone to just that they can just love back I really loved what you said about, you know, finding someone that will match you as a human. Yeah. I really love that expression that you would actually help people to look at them as they really are and find someone who will match them as they really are instead of like going for some kind of a default Mm -hmm. type of partner that you maybe fall into. Yeah, and that's those are the tendencies that most people have, you know. You you say some people have this thing of, oh, he's not my type or she's not my type and you ask them, So what's your type? And when they mention their type it's it's totally irrelevant things according to what they're actually supposed to be looking for in a partner. And you're like, no wonder you were single because you're looking for the wrong type. You don't even really know what your type is. So yeah. That okay. is so true, Mata. Human being, someone that matches you as a human being. That that really sounds like a quite deep work that you are doing. It is deep. It I've is had people cry. You know, I've had people. Sometimes we talk about things with some of my clients and they end up, you know, shutting down and crying because they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know I was like this. Oh, my God, I didn't know. I was actually sabotaging my own life and doing this instead of being this and, you know. Well, I, I have to say I, I got a little bit chills down my spine, especially when you mentioned something about people like breaking down and crying, okay. because I think that many of us are simply afraid or incapable without the help, of course, yeah. to open up and also to take responsibility for our own 
own love life. So I I think this is a really amazing and we will explore all of yeah. those topics. Be sure of that because I have a lot of great questions. And I love the fact that you said re- take responsibility of your love life. You know, That's I, a huge part of it. I, I actually uh, had to do it. I n- did not meet a matchmaker uh, no. on my on my let's say quite um, dramatic love life path. <laughs> we all have some of those. I, I would say it was more like I was uh, going through a battlefield, you know, yeah. uh, but uh, I have actually self-helped myself with the proper books and one of the opening moments for me was when one of the couple therapists, I read her book, actually mm-hmm. maybe you know the book, it's Calling in the One. Okay, yeah. now I will sound so no, cheesy. No. Yeah, you haven't heard no. it. Um, she actually talks, first of all, you have to take responsibility for how your love life looked like so far. Even if you were with partners that were abusive or mm-hmm. were not wanting to commit, you have to ask yourself a question. Why did you allow this partner in your life? Mm-hmm. And why did you stuck to that partner through months or years? Yeah. So I really love that because it totally shifts your mindset. Mm. You start to think about taking responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you are actually in control. You are. Yes. And we are always in control. Always. But uh, Rachel, before we will get into a little break with a wonderful song, I would like to ask you the last question. Yes, please. Please tell us how did you specifically got into matchmaking? Did you plan it or was it a, an accident or a, uh, it just happened? Or was it like, okay, I want to be a matchmaker and now I will do everything to be that? This is going to sound cheesy <laughs> because I don't know if you know this show called The Millionaire Matchmaker, Patty Stanger. No. She's on TV, no? No. Oh, my gosh. She's like the guru of matchmaking worldwide. Everybody knows her. Well, there is this show called The Millionaire Matchmaker by Patty Stanger, and she matches people up and kind of, you know, takes them on dates, contrasts their everything from, you know, arranging the date to everything and prepares them before they go on the date, tells them, you usually do this, make sure you don't do it and show this side of you because this is the most authentic and interesting side and stuff like that and really coaches them through and the more and more I kept on watching this I'm like oh my god I could so be her (laughs) okay so it was kind of random and then I started I think after like two three years of watching watching her shows I decided you know what let me google a little bit and see what I can find out about matchmaking and the more I read about it and the more I found it really interesting because it was about understanding human beings and understanding relationships which I think is the most complex thing in the world so far that we can never put a formula to but as long as you do have some tools it always helps so I looked online and that's when I found this matchmaking online um what is it called? That is best in New York. Uh, is it an institute? institute? In yes. institute. Okay. Yes. A matchmaking online institute that I could actually be a part of for 10 months with other, you know, people from the world that wanted to be matchmakers. And I took that and it was so interesting. And I, right after we had an offer where you could also supplement it and become a relationship coach. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to do that too. So I did that too. And that's how I kind of got into matchmaking. And ever since I started it, I think it's been it's been great. It's been, um, I may not really make a, a lot of money from it yet, whereby I think, oh, this is just so, I'm on top, I'm the millionaire matchmaker, just 
like Paris Tango. <laughs> but I think it's so fulfilling because even though I may not place people in their desired relationships, I always at least help them identify things about themselves that help them move further or get further in their journey of finding the love of their life. And I and I totally believe that this is like the the, the starting point. And I think that uh, my skepticism in the past for matchmaking was because I knew it mostly from this online matchmaking sites, mm. like the most elaborated version of Tinder, because you have mm. to fill in so many things. And I was like, where is the human factor? Yeah, you know, it's like the, you can fill in the best survey in the world. You can t- go through ten thousand tests, yep. but it will not really allow you to look into yourself, reflect on yourself, yep. and see first what do I have to clean up with yeah. my own head and my own attitude. Yeah. As you remember, we have talked about our little survey. And uh, the question was, would you consider hiring a matchmaker? Yeah. Actually, we have asked a question, have you ever used services of a matchmaker? And we got 100% no. No. And in the question, would you ever consider, we got 46% of people answering with, are you kidding me? <laughs> So now, Rachel, actually, Marta, I'm curious about your thoughts. Uh, what what feeling do you have for matchmaking? So actually, surprisingly, I have already a few years back started to think that matchmaking is something very interesting, especially if you put some soul and mm-hmm. human factor into it. So I was thinking that it's actually a fascinating topic where you analyze uh, people mm. and you try to figure it out, help them out to find themselves. So I actually would be probably this person that I wouldn't have a problem with uh, using a matchmaker. I would even search out for this kind of matchmaker yeah. like you, the one that is actually passionate about the human factor and helping people connect at a human level. Years already now I haven't had any negative or, or uh, you know, thoughts about matchmaking. So I'm definitely one that has been seeing some human and potential and something interesting in it already for a while now. But Rachel, uh, then tell us why do you think that except of Marta and now me, 46% of people are actually responding with, are you kidding me? Do you you see this? uh... I absolutely see it. And I'm not surprised by the number because I've had that a lot and I've gotten that a lot from so many people, especially in this conservative country that we do live in Denmark and to be honest with you I think it all boils down to not knowing better or you know calling it a little bit of ignorance to be honest because people associate matchmaking with not having control or losing control admitting to I am a failure I cannot do this on my own so absolutely not and whereas I, th- I feel like today's world most people are afraid of showing that I just I just need help in this area and it takes the most courageous people and the I believe most of them leaders and inspiring people that are actually able to be vulnerable and say I know I'm good at many things but for some reason this is not working out for me and just as you know if it's money someone goes to a banker you go to an investor you want to know I want an investor to know how I can invest my money you go to a professional you go to an expert that can actually do something for you and help you in an area that you know you do not 
don't have the know-how to actually succeed in that area or to do your best in the area. And that's the same thing with the matchmaker. You actually seek out an expert who helps you get the best of the best in the area to make sure that you present your best, but that you also get your best. I think this is a really, really great point because I think... 10 years ago, it was still a stigma to admit that you are going to a psychologist oh, yeah. or you are uh, seeking for a therapist uh, just in general. And I think we really stigmatized a lot of those things. I think when you seek for someone to help you with your finances, it's still quite okay because we, we like to think finances are complicated. Yeah. So maybe I need a stockbroker to lead me through all this financial, yeah. uh, you know, mystery. But isn't the biggest mystery? in this world a human and how human works yeah. and this is so ironic I would say because in the end of the day it is very difficult to build a healthy relationship if you don't know how to start or for instance if you didn't have a good pattern in your family yeah. when you are from a divorced uh, family or your parents were not happy you have nowhere to learn how to actually Absolutely. so and people think like yeah I, I think people think if they are successful in a relationship it means that they are successful as a human being. Mm-hmm. And if they have failed relationships, it means it's something is wrong with me. Yeah. So actually going to a matchmaker, going to a relationship coach, it it's means admitting. that I something is wrong with me and I need help. And actually being in a couple or like saying more biologically mating, <laughs> it's something that should come naturally. We should attract people with uh, how Natural. beautiful and mm-hmm. how amazing we are. And if we don't, if we have problem with that, it means, well, we are not so amazing, not so sexy, not so beautiful, not so interesting. And I think this is one of those things that we are afraid to admit in front of ourselves because it's not about that. No. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. It might mean that you don't know how to choose the right partner for yourself. For and example. I, and I believe that this is where you step in, right? Yes. Exactly. This is where I step in. Many people just keep on, how do you call it? They keep on doing the same mistakes in reliving their lives in circles while finding partners. And then they wonder, but why, why does this keep on happening to me? Well, it's because you're using the same methods and you've not gotten gotten anyone to help you. You've actually not, you do not have the tools to help you move further or to help you choose the right people. Or not only that, and I know like you said, Some people say that they want relationships or love to come naturally. If it's meant to be, you know, it's meant to be. But I absolutely agree with that. And if it comes naturally to you, perfect, great. That is really fine. But how about if it's not coming naturally and you really feel that this is something that you want in your life and you really feel like you want to prioritize it, then what? It cannot be Tinder because we all know how unserious, how many unserious people are there. And it cannot be internet dating and it cannot be town because many people are wasted and looking for quick You know, I I really, really believe that people need to drop the mentality of thinking that going to a matchmaker is admitting that there is something wrong with you or admitting that you're not good enough or being a loser. It is actually bravery. It is bravery when people allow themselves to be vulnerable, when people allow to seek professional hope and get hope with something that they really, really want. That's determination. That's focused. And that's going after something that you want. And they should actually have a lot of respect for themselves when they do that. And luckily enough, what my clients that I have so far do, and I've also realized that many people that seek 
personal matchmaking services are at different stages in there are different stages in their lives mm -hmm. they really reach a point whereby they feel like everything else is working out like i i'm successful you know i'm in a good place everything is going as it's supposed to be but this love thing is just you know the relationship thing is being tricky for me and so it makes them or it allows them in some ways they get to admit to themselves you know what maybe i need some help in this because i'm so smart and i'm good and it's usually educated people and i'm good in this area and i'm good at everything that i do but this is not really working out and let me seek help just like i seek a real a realtor when i want to buy a house so you know something like that yeah so, I, i totally agree that's yeah. a very good example with the oh my god realtor. <laughs> realtor. thank you marta for helping me thank you rachel i also can pronounce it right <laughs> So, so Rachel you've mentioned that people who are not having it coming to them naturally maybe they are missing some tools or methods to be able to find the right person yeah. for them yeah. so tell us a little bit about your tools and methods how do yeah. what do you actually do to help people you know connect on that deep level connect well first of all one of the things that i do is that when i get a client for the first time i always have to sit down with them and i usually start with 30 minutes whereby we just have 30 minutes talk it through just so that i can easily know am i willing do i want to work with you or not and then i do schedule another appointment whereby we will at least have two hours together of me literally getting to understand your life and your background and how far you've come so far and so when I look at you I look at you from all perspectives of life seeing how do you act in certain you know circumstances where did you grow up how is was your household how were your siblings how does that affect who you are now and how do you do certain things so I really really get to understand you and as we are talking I'll also comment once in a while so you get to look a little bit inside and be like oh I see now oh okay you know for example and one of the things that I do and which I think that can never be replaced by anything else is that I do have the human touch I I use a lot of my instincts. When I get to meet you, I have the I feel your energy. I understand who you are at a deeper level. So when I go out to look for someone else, not only will I look at their values and understand who they are. Of course, values are very important and I use that a lot, but I will also need to feel the energy coming from them to know does this energy actually match? Do I have a good feeling? What is my intuition? What is that gut instinct that I do have besides everything else that is on paper because I've had so many times whereby people look so good on paper but the moment they energy wise they just don't do anything for each other so that is one of my big things I really do use a lot of my intuition and of course I base my matchmaking a lot on values who are you and what are your values But you know, Rachel, I actually have to say that first of all, I would like to say I applaud you for bravery in admitting that you are using your intuition yes. in your business because I think this is super important and many of us are afraid to say it because then you don't look like you are uh, fully professional mm -hmm. and this is such a, uh, I would say, strict old-fashioned traditional way of looking at services because yeah. it's a service. Second thing, it's actually what I thought about because I realized and my experience with matchmaking is watching Are You The One on MTV. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I know. Have you seen this show? Marta, have you seen Are You The One? So I will tell you what the premise is. They take, I think, 12 guys and 12 girls 
into the show. But before they take them, it's a reality show mm. and they are, you know, locked somewhere in Mexico or Hawaii and oh. blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that on paper, these 12 guys and 12 girls are perfect matches. Mm. So they are there to find their match. Mm. And the whole show is running over a couple of weeks. And in that time, they have to figure out who their perfect match is. And then every week they have to choose the match. And then, you know, the host says every week, if you got the right amount of matches. And of course, it's never revealed until the end yeah. are those proper matches. So let's say those 10 pairs are sitting there. And then the presenter said this week, only five pairs have matched correctly. And then you have to figure out if I matched with the right person and mm -hmm. so on. The funny thing is that the biggest drama in this show is when two people fall in love and they are not the match. Oh. And the thing is that they all have to match properly and yeah. then, you know, go on dates in order to win. I think it's one million dollars to share between all of them. So they all are there to find their matches and to win the money. Yeah. And then you have situations when there are two people who have fell in love But they are not their perfect matches. And of course, the entire team is pissed at them because we are here also for money, for not only money. for... But this is interesting because on paper, those people are going through a lot of psychological mm -hmm. personality tests. Mm -hmm. And then they fell in love with someone who is not their perfect match, yeah. even if on paper this should fit. And I think this is when that thing about energy comes in. Yeah. They just don't feel it. They fell in love with someone else. Yeah. So even if they match, I, something is missing. I really believe that with love, no matter how much we may have as many methods and as many tools to, you know, systems that help us narrow down the search and say, okay, these people are much on paper and they really have these things in common, same values, same interests and stuff like that. I think when it comes to love, there is no formula. So intuition and following your heart and your gut is all you really really can count on in the long run because that means a lot love is so unpredictable and you just can't base it on facts in what people say or what people do you have to face it on what you actually feel so that's what I do a lot as a matchmaker I base it on when I see you when I look at you what kind of energy do I get from you how does it feel to be around you with the other person my client feel the same how will they feel when they're in your energy will they actually will your energies match will you be a good match for each other and if i have that gut instinct that just boils up in me and is like excited then i know that you're absolutely a good match and yeah, yeah. That sounds really, really interesting. And of course, I can't stop myself from asking, uh, you know, <laughs> how does it work out? And uh, any like success stories from getting people to match? I have only had one success story so far, but the people refuse to come on record, mm -hmm. which I totally do understand because one of the major things of personal matchmaking is privacy. Yeah. And But it, it has worked, but I must admit I have had so many failures. <laughs> I've had so many mismatches also, but not likely because they were not a match, I, but it's because some people that, I'm, that I introduce them to or some people that are matches and not my clients are not really open. They're not really 
really in a space whereby they're willing to look at themselves and work on themselves and be ready for a relationship. So there would have actually been a great match, but just because one or the other person is not in the place whereby they can take time to look at themselves, really look at themselves and look at the opportunity right in front of them. So things never work out or don't work out in some cases. I faced a lot of those. Yeah. Because you do have the other part of your business as well is the relationship coaching. Yes. So because you do mention quite a lot. So one thing is to find the right people for each other Mm -hmm. and find the right energy where they could match. But another thing is also to actually have both of them be ready and have both of them to be able to look into their challenges and issues and patterns of behaviors and so on. And work through them, especially their past. I believe so many people have a lot of their past and they should never bring that baggage into a new relationship. And that's what usually happens. You know, you come from this relationship that just went really, really bad and you come into a new one and you're bringing all of that baggage and expecting it, oh, it should be like this or it shouldn't be like this because this was like this. Now I'm afraid it's going to be like this too. And so you have to drop that old baggage and come in with an open heart and come in as a new person and come in with an open mind and heart and soul in order for you to be able to connect at the end of the day. So I really believe that if most people did that, they would if they if they were willing to look at themselves and i believe at the end of the day it starts with oneself yeah you know uh, if you I don't love yourself why the heck do you think somebody else is gonna love you Mm. You have to love yourself first. You have to know who you are. You have to know what makes you happy. You have to know what is the core of you. Who are you? Like, I have to know who is Rachel. I know who Rachel is. I may go and I may be single right now, but I know who I am. And whoever is going to come into my life is not going to complete me. People are looking for people to complete them. And this is such a wrong, like, perception of love. Love is not there to complete you. Love is there to be with you and give you more joy and build whatever you already have and elevate it to another level. But it's not there to give you and complete you. So you have to be complete on your own. And this is what I tell most of my clients a lot and most of the time. Please work on you. Please let's figure out how can you love you first? Because when you love you, other people will automatically come in and love you too. I will be honest. I'm 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 so blown away, and you have such a fantastic like a, a speech style, and oh. it's it's just uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I could not agree more. I think this is. I think you just nailed it like totally and I would like us to explore this uh, even a little bit more including why people have now difficulties with finding proper partners and building uh, relationships. Rachel, why do you think that people have problems with finding partners these days? Because Hmm. it looks like um, from what I can read on internet, it's not a problem with finding someone to date or to hook up, but it's more and more problematic to uh, find a happy, healthy relationship. Yeah. I think it boils down for me to two things. And one of the most common things is unreasonable expectations. People 
people literally have these Hollywood movies in their heads saying that love is supposed to be a certain way and they want it to be that certain way that they just saw in the movies whereby there is fireworks, you know, everywhere and, you know, stars are twinkling all over the place. But that's not real life. That's not reality. When you come down to reality, love is about so much more. And so when people are into a relationship and they're just waiting for these fireworks or they're waiting for this moment and they, they're not getting it, they're like, oh my God, this is not what it's supposed to be. Instead of really looking at themselves and putting no expectations so that they end up being surprised, but also saying, what am I bringing? to the table? What am I contributing to this relationship to make it become what I actually want it to be? They're just expecting to get it from somebody else. So we just in that generation of whereby we want to have, we just want to receive, but we don't really want to give up. And the other thing I think is because people have different values today and they actually don't look at their values when they're looking at partners. Instead, they're looking at these long lists of, oh, I want him to have a nice car and I want him to be tall with brown hair and blue eyes or whatever. All this superficial stuff that is literally, you know, like really irrelevant instead of looking at what are his values? And people think, okay, maybe we have the same interests and we like the same things, so we're a match. No, girl, you are not a match just because you like the same things. There is a difference between interests and values, and that's what pe- some people miss a lot. Because it's something else, for example, if your boyfriend is into football and you're like, I don't like football. You know, you can, the boyfriend can just go over and find another friend, his friend, to take to, you know, to go with to a football game or something. Yeah. Yeah, but for example, if if I'm an individual who really, really cares a lot about money and status and I want to have the money, I want to create the life, you know, the successful materialistic life and I end up with someone who literally doesn't even care about money and for them they're like, as long as I eat and sleep and I'm happy, I don't really have any goals or expectations. Those are values. Your values are totally different from each other. So you're setting yourself up for failure at the end of the day and I think those are the two common mistakes that people actually make that make it so hard for them to be in relationships and make relationships work today. I actually also think that what you have said to us, you hinted us before the song and also while the song was playing, that many people are, especially women, I know, I know, it's biased. (laughs) And I know that there will be some people saying, ah, gender equity. But I think especially women and I think Hollywood and all the fairy tales have something to do with it. There will be a Prince Charming coming here to save me. Mm -hmm. And I am waiting for someone to complete me oh yes and i think that this is this is also um, maybe not a too high of an expectation although it is it's a wrong expectation it is it is a wrong expectation and i think that uh, we really need to learn how to be happy on our own and as you said happy people attract more people yeah. if you are sad needy depressed if you don't love yourself who would like to actually spend time in your Nobody. company exactly so i think that this is another thing. But I'm also curious, what will you say about that? That's the third and last question from our survey. Does the place where we look for our perfect match matters? Because we have asked people Mm. when single, 
where are you looking for a partner? And then we got 7% of people on a night out in a club and bar. 7% of other respondents, I mm -hmm. hope, said dating apps, internet, social media. Then we had 16% through friends, family, groups I hang out with. Mm. So it's maybe more like a family matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Then we had 32% saying I wait until the partner finds me. And then 38 said, anywhere I can, I use all options simultaneously. Mm. So it looks like 38% of the people that have responded actually are trying out different things. Different methods. Yes. And 32 are sitting there and waiting, waiting. Uh, for someone to find them and pick them up. And I think um, <laughs> that that's also an option. That you know? is an option. No but, judgment. Uh, but I have to say that, you know, we had the 16% for the, for the friends family groups, but 7% were for the night out and bar and the other seven percent internet and under this question we got two comments and those were two ladies who said i found my husband on tinder Ooh. so i do have to say that i have found my boyfriend on tinder as well oh. however <laughs> what i did not say is that or actually I'm saying it right now, before I went on Tinder, and I went on Tinder on, only because half a year ago we were solving a challenge for a person who sent mm -hmm. it to us about uh, what to do if you want to go out there again. Mm -hmm. And through the series of articles, I also wrote, try something that you have never tried before. So yeah. get out of your comfort zone. And then Marta started to tease me, you know, you actually have to try it by yourself. I was very skeptical about Tinder. Mm -hmm. So I tried it. It was my first first match. It was a no-brainer. Wow. We, we just like found each other straight away. <laughs> but uh, before that, I had uh, more than half a year of being single yeah. and making a really deep reflection on myself mm. and on what was going wrong with my love life and a lot of inner work. Mm. So I didn't went there randomly. I actually was having already some sort of a peace of mind in my head mm. and also more like defined of who I am and what I want. Yeah. But Rachel, what do you think about this uh, survey results? You know, that people are actually either waiting for someone or, you know, what do you think from your, from your think, experience? I think it's very interesting, especially for the ones that are just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess the majority of people are actually really just waiting and they they think, you know what, if it happens, if it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's why it takes serious, committed people to actually really search out and come out to a matchmaker because they are serious and they're willing to take action to create the results that they desire in their lives. I think it's interesting. And I, by the way, nothing is wrong with Tinder. I absolutely, it works for some. It is totally okay. And you are one of the lucky few, for example, your friend and you having the first match that you matched, and that is totally totally fine. Many people have made online, but there are also many cons with online dating or internet dating and so many unserious people. And I think one of the things that sets personal matchmaking apart from that is that you are at least sure that you're going to meet serious candidates, serious people that want the same things as you do from the beginning. And everybody's going to be exactly who they say they are because of the pre-work that has been already done for you that you don't have to go in and waste a whole lot of your time and maybe spend chatting or talking to someone whereby there is no future, you know. Yeah, I yeah. actually, I, I get I get your point. I actually have a very interesting question, Marta, to you. 
I know that Marta is in a totally different universe because yeah. Marta is one of those <laughs> who is happily married. Marta, for how many years? Married for almost 12 and a half. Wow. Yes, uh, but you Beautiful. are together with your husband for around... Almost 15 years. Almost yeah. 15 years. Lovely. So uh, I know that, Marta, I'm putting you in a very parallel universe where you are single at this current moment of time, right? And looking at all the answers that we have given to our respondents, so we had bar and club in one mm -hmm. group, friends, family, uh, social media applications, work school. No one chose work school, by the way, which was quite surprising. Mm. And waiting for a partner or trying everything or... A bonus. Choosing a professional matchmaker. How do you feel? I know it's hard for you to imagine. What do you think you would go with? So I think taking under consideration of uh, my experiences mm. and what I have gone through and being in a happy marriage for many years and finding myself again being single, <laughs> I think I would struggle a lot, of course. I wouldn't, know, yeah. I wouldn't know how to get out there and so on. And I cannot imagine going to a bar. <laughs> no. And, you know, uh, and so on. And I also don't like these things of finding someone at work. I don't like to mix professional life no. with, uh, with this kind of very private mm. life. So I actually, as I have mentioned a little bit before, I think... Well, I would definitely take some time for myself mm. and really work on myself mm -hmm. and especially how how to clear myself a little bit because how could I enter a new relationship if I have been through mm. such an important and big and impactful relationship so far. So definitely I would have to take some time out for myself totally and then probably actually I would be a, a good uh, client for a matchmaker <laughs> because I, if I would enter to a relationship again it would have to be something with commitment yeah. and I'm not sure if I am a type of person that likes like a lot of experimenting and going on Tinder and so on so I would actually probably be a good uh, Uh, client uh, yeah. after some time but not I'm not happily looking into that scenario no so. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you I should not. I, I made the stress that this will be like really a parallel dimension for you, Marta. That's why I know it's difficult to even imagine that. Mm. But Rachel, if if you hear Marta right now, are those the customers that you actually mostly work with? Someone who, for instance, was married yeah. for a long time and doesn't know how to get out there because Absolutely. I was also married for uh, seven years yeah. and then after that I uh, started to date again and I was like where the what, F am what? I? Yeah. Like what planet <laughs> is this? What do you do now? Like, what well, are what? the rules? <laughs> and I can even imagine that for Marta it would be even more difficult because it's been 15 years. Yeah. So I could imagine people that are going after After, uh, going out from long relationships, yeah. they are totally lost. Absolutely. It's mainly people who have been in long-term relationships for a while and now they are forced to put themselves out there again, but they don't want to play the games. They don't want to waste their time. They feel like, oh no, I just I just can't. I want to be sure that whoever I meet is going to be serious, that they are committed and that we want the same things, but also actually match so that we don't waste each other's time. So it's mainly the types that have been in long-term relationships before and they're in a place whereby they probably need of course a little bit of help to leave the past behind and step into the new but also some of them are already ready they've already taken the years and they're like I'm ready now. I want this and I want this right now. But there is also the other type that uh, they, even though they haven't been a long time in a long term relationship, they've just continued making the same mistakes. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I'm 40. 
what happened to me? I, I, I had planned for this and this and this at 40, but it's not happening. So, and they're like, okay, now I need help. So it's mainly those two types. Okay, that actually sounds, uh, that sounds like people who are really ready to enter a relationship and people who really are determined to do so and need help. So Marta, if you will ever find yourself (laughs) in a parallel dimension, we will make sure that we will find a different version of Rachel there for you. But of course, this will not happen. No. But I really want, I was really curious what Marta will say. I think we will have to say goodbye in a minute or so so to our listeners today. The time flight, like... It goes so fast. It went so fast. So Rachel, if there is one last thing here would like to say to our listeners who are struggling with finding a partner yeah what would that be i would say please take time to look into you if you're struggling take time to understand you and what makes you happy and once you get to that happy place i promise you you will actually do find a partner but get time to find time for you and feel you and be good with you and love you i think this is absolutely wonderful advice and for anyone who is interested in rachel and her practice we will be putting information both on our website and on our Facebook page so you can find her and maybe you can hire a professional matchmaker and we can see that the lady she has a drive and she knows what she's doing so thank you very much Rachel for being here thank Thank you so much thank you Ananmata thank you you are listening to you've got five options show where we solve your life challenges Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks! <laughs>